Well, it looks like the defense is finally coming together. Clint Hurt, I mean, I'm not sure if you heard my uh, week one rant, but it, it sure looks like you did because after that week, I mean, it's been phenomenal. 11 sacks against the Giants, and most importantly, today, the most important thing about this defense today is as, you know, if you are watching this on YouTube, you can see that the Seahawks had eight pass breakups, eight pass breakups. This is a team that the worst thing they did in that loss against the Rams is just allow open players to run across the field, in, out, just cut up their zone like Swiss cheese. And they didn't do that today, thankfully. This is a team that seems to be turning the corner a bit on defense. And I don't know if I can accredit that to, to Clint Hurt. Has he always been in the box? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he was on the field and that wasn't working. Now he's seeing the field better because he's in the box. Whatever it is, continue to do it. Maybe it's Devin Witherspoon uh, finally playing. Maybe it's Jamal Adams. Maybe it's Julian Love finally learning uh, the defense. And, you know, that is something that I did bring up in uh, uh, the week, you know, week one after. I mean, when you saw the video, uh, the All-22, and I have to give credit to, uh, to Norb Cam and Sky High Aviation for this, a lot of it was communication stuff because these players hadn't played uh, together yet. Uh, Julian Love, um, Trey Brown, Tariq Woolen, uh, Jamal Adams, Devin Witherspoon hadn't been on the field at the same time, and now they're all finally on the field together. And even last week, I didn't do a re reaction video last week, but against the Bengals, only giving up 17 points, and that's a game that they absolutely should have won if the offense didn't go to the red zone four times and not score. I mean, that's a completely different story here, and we're going to touch on maybe some of uh, the issues with the red zone offense and whether you can you know, attribute that to Geno. But let's just stay on the defense to start for now. Uh, Jordan Brooks, <clears throat> a guy that this team looked a little lost as their captain uh, without Bobby Wagner last year, possibly I think the year before as well. He is playing much better as a, not, I'm not going to say a second fiddle, but a mentee to Bobby Wagner's mentor. Uh, when the pressure is off of him and Bobby Wagner is leading the defense, it just seems so much better. And, you know, you, you see similar things to what you saw with, like, K.J. Wright, for example, when he was playing alongside Bobby Wagner. Uh, Jordan Brooks in this one, nine tackles, six solo tackles, uh, a half sack, two tackles for loss, and a pass defense. I mean, he had, he had the best game of anyone on this defense. And, of course, Bobby Wagner did his thing, nine, nine total tackles. Um, Jamal Adams, a bunch of tackles as well, as well as a, a pass deflection. But the pass rush, they finally, you know, got home uh, and showed that it wasn't a fluke today again. I mean, Darrell Taylor, Boye Mafe, both had a sack. Jordan Brooks had a half a sack. Um, uh, Jaron Reed had a sack. I remember that towards the end of the game. And six tackles for loss as well. We mentioned two Jordan Brooks ones. Boye Mafe had one. Darrell Taylor uh, Mario Edwards and Jerron Reed. So it is fantastic to see that a defense that I thought was 
very, very bad. Not only just like average, suspect, no, they were bad in week one against the Rams and a team that was missing Cooper Cup. But to see them come together like this against a a quarterback like Josh Dobbs, who is not terrible. I mean, if you, you know, we came in with no expectations this season, but this is a team that beat the Cowboys, hung up, I think, 20-plus points on them, uh, hung up 16 points on the Niners, that vaunted defense. Uh, you know, only scored nine last week, but has put up 20 points, put up 28, I believe, against the Giants, uh, put up uh, 16 against the, the, the Commanders, uh, puts up a respectable effort almost every, every week, maybe up until last week. But if you watch this game, you see, I mean, they're no slouches. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll look at some of their, their players here. Uh, DeMarcado has, has been playing okay. But, you know, Rondell Moore, uh, Hollywood Brown, Zach Ertz, Trey McBride, Michael Wilson, not terrible players, but the Seahawks made them look pretty bad today, holding them to only 10 points. And, you know, those 10 points, especially that one uh, field goal, came off of turnovers from the offense. So it wasn't as much the defense's fault. That defense really only just, you know, gave up that, uh, that, that, that one touchdown, essentially. But no receiver here got more than uh, 49 yards. That's uh, what Hollywood Brown got. And uh, Trey McBride, 29. Michael Wilson, 26. Everybody else under 20. So huge props to the defense. The one thing I will mention is it seems like teams, and the Cardinals did this today, are going to start looking at different sides of the field to target when they're doing different things. So the right side of the defense, the one that has Tariq Woolen and I believe mostly Julian Love as a safety, uh, they are focusing on that big time to run the ball uh, because it seems like those are their spots uh, those are sore spots for them. Those are weakness. I mean, Tariq Woolen is a great cover corner, even though this year he's taken a step back. Maybe he's recovering from that surgery. But there was, I think, maybe the second or third series for the Cardinals. They went after that right side of the defense over and over and over, and they had success, and that's when they scored their touchdown, by the way. That was some bad tackling by those players on that side of the field that allowed Josh Dobbs. He broke maybe like four or five tackles to get in there. So that's something I do need to address. And then also, the other side of the field, meanwhile, is pretty much the opposite. Uh, you have Devin Witherspoon, Trey Brown, uh, Jamal Adams, I believe, maybe Quandre Diggs. They, they shuffle them in and out. That's a side you, you will not run on. You will most likely pass more so than you run. And Devin Witherspoon had a crunching tackle uh, in this one. I forget who, who it was on, but, uh, man, Devin Witherspoon is uh, looking like a baller. Trey Brown didn't do much today. He didn't have to, but... Uh, he, he takes advantage of his opportunities, and he's become really motivated by the guys ahead of him playing. And, you know, I guess he's maybe mostly relegated to a, a slot corner at this point, but uh, we know what he did. Uh, I forget which game, but he had an uh, a amazing game uh, that I think was against the Lions that won them that game. So kudos to the defense. You really can't say enough uh, about how well they played today. So kudos to them. Moving now. <clears throat> to the offense. And I'm going to talk about something that I touched on just briefly. Uh, last week against the Bengals, the offense lost this game. Four trips to the red zone without a touchdown. And many of those trips were inside the 10. I believe one was at the 3, the 5, the 8. And one of them was probably closer to the 20. But 
that's something that is uh, unacceptable. That is barely an NFL offense when you're when you're doing stuff like that. And in this one, it also struggled. Not as much. They did get that uh, red zone trip uh, that resulted in the Jackson Smith and Jigba touchdown, or no, the Jake Bobo one, which was a fantastic. By the way, by the way, the Seahawks have possibly the greatest wide receiver quartet maybe that I've ever seen. I mean, definitely in the league right now. But DK Metcalf missed this game, and Jake Bobo had a catch in the corner of the end zone that is worthy of a wide receiver one catch. He looks like a wide receiver one out there. Jackson Smith and Jigbo was was uh, great in his possessions as well. I think he scored his first touchdown uh, as a Seahawk. He did drop one. He's he's coming into his own, but he needed a game like this that didn't have DK Metcalf to get his confidence up. And Tyler Lockett is Tyler Lockett. I mean, he also had four catches in this one. So each of them had four catches. Um Smith and Jigba had the most yards, 63. Boba had 61. Tyler Lock at 38. He wasn't needed as much in this one. But they got the uh, tight ends involved as well, somewhat. Um, but, though, yeah, the, the, the red zone offense. Um, they got a, the, the ball inside the one on this one, and, and Geno Smith almost scored. But, again, they, they uh, stuttered on this one and couldn't score from the one, had to uh, uh, settle for a field goal. Uh, another trip to the to the red zone. I believe they're on the 17 or 18 yard line. Uh, Geno Smith th- throws an interception. Uh, Geno Smith also had uh, uh, lost another fumble. So the Seahawks lost the vaunted turnover battle in this one. The one that Pete Carroll says is the t- determining factor in the game. DJ Dallas also lost a fumble, and uh, the Seahawks didn't get any. Turnover. So I think they lost this turnover battle 3-0 and still won the game by 10 points and only gave up 10. So that should tell you how, how good this defense is. Um, but that is, you know, this is another game where they had, I think, three or four uh, red zone trips or close to red zone trips and just couldn't score touchdowns. So um, I'm forgetting the name of the Seahawks offensive coordinator. Uh, the guy from the Rams. I mean, you, you, you know who you are, that guy. Um you really just like this week in practice focus on red zone offense i don't know if it's something about their nerves so get some distractions in there um put pressure on them so that they're able to perform in the red zone because this is a team that you know at the very least should be five and one that rams game maybe just an extended preseason game as we're seeing now maybe uh but Apply pressure on them in practice so you can simulate the red zone so th- this doesn't continue to happen. The run game. Ken Walker. I mentioned this in the last time I did a uh, re- reaction video. Ken Walker wasn't involved enough. And in this one, he had 26 carries for 105 yards, four yards a carry. Uh, Ken Walker needs to get the ball 25 times a game regardless of the game situation because we know him as a guy that maybe will get uh, small gains here and there, but he is liable to break out huge runs at any moment. That's the way he is. Um, you need to be able to soften up that that defense so that you're able to create an environment where he is able to break off those, those big runs. So at the bare, bare minimum, 
I want to see 20 carries from Ken Walker so he gets in a rhythm. Uh, but ideally 25, and in this one he got 26. Uh, another wide receiver wrinkle in this one is Zach Charbonnet didn't play, so there was not another running back that recorded a carry in this game. DJ Dallas was relegated to uh, uh, kick returns, punt returns. He had one good one to redeem his uh, fumble uh, in the opening one, uh, and I think he played probably on uh, a third down because he had one target, but he didn't catch that. So moving forward, Ken Walker, get him at least 20, ideally 25 touches in a game, regardless of the game situation. And I really mean that because uh, Geno Smith is starting to, he's becoming a little more bold than he was last year. And that's resulting in uh, being less careful with the ball. I mean, he went from, you know, when he was starting two years ago uh, in place of Russell Wilson being really bad with the ball, being overly, overly uh, cautious, but really bad at fumbling to last year being very conservative and, 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 and strong in that way. And this year becoming more bold. And maybe this is a step for him that, uh, okay, I'm going to become more bold because I need to, uh, you know, you need to learn. You need to learn what you can and can't do. I mean, uh, ideally that wouldn't be in game. Maybe you can practice that in practice. But um, Geno Smith is, is turning the ball over more and he is uh, uh, not orchestrating um, uh, red zone drives the way he was last year. So it, if I'm pointing to one area that needs improvement, it's got to be Geno. I mean, where, where else would you really look here? I mean, DK has, uh, he's, he's dealing with, ish, I, I, with injury issues. I know he's had a rib issue for, for a few weeks. He's been playing through it, and he just introduced a hip issue, and that's why he sat out of this one. And he has maybe a little bit of a attitude issue that he is kind of showing, uh, but, and he doesn't necessarily want to change that. He said that in an interview. He said, I'm going to play aggressive, and uh, Pete Carroll is talking about harnessing it, and so there's some. There, there is. It's it's a point to look at, at for some friction there, uh, possibly. So you, you know, keep an eye on that. But really, Ken Walker is not the issue. Zach Charbonnet, when he's playing, is not the issue. Uh, these uh, wide receivers uh, uh, on the field, in terms of their talent, Metcalf, Lockett, Smith and Jigba, Bobo, absolutely amazing. Really, really impressed with the uh, with, with these guys and uh, Gino. Really, you're not going to get like a better wide receiver quartet. You have to really maximize this. And I do believe, I do believe in Gino, and in, in, in because of what I see in his in his humility and his preparation and the way he's persevered through through a lot of these you know adversity points that he's had in his career. I know he can take that step. It's just a matter of like really nailing it in practice. And uh, Waldron, that's that's the offensive coordinator. Waldron really work with this guy in practice to nail down the red zone nerves because that's really what it comes down to. It's the nerves. Can you perform uh, uh, in the red zone in those tight, kind of tight spots when when there's a you need to be clutch essentially. That's that's what it is. When you when you want to need to get a touchdown instead of a field goal. Against the Cardinals, that'll work, but against these against these other teams, it's um, it's not. And you have a rough stretch coming up. You're playing the Niners, you're playing the Eagles, you're playing the Cowboys, you're playing the Rams again, who uh, are uh, a bugaboo for you and uh, just a bad matchup for you. Uh, the Browns are getting um, in, in kind of a weird. The Browns are Browns are in a weird place. I think they I think they're playing them next, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so you're a bit lucky, possibly there, but still they do have weapons. They still have Amari Cooper, uh, players like that. 
tight ends, I would have liked to see a little bit more involved, but also that's just a product of when you give the ball to Ken Walker more, uh, the, the tight end aspect of the offense isn't really going to um, get as much attention. And on special teams, uh, uh, Jason Myers, after that week where, um, I forget, it might have been the Rams game where he, he missed like uh, a couple field goals, um, has been nails. I don't know that he's missed a field goal uh, since then. And Michael Dixon continues to do his thing. Um, and the special teams, I, I think they definitely won the battle in this one because Matt Prater uh, also missed a field goal badly, badly. Uh, and it was a critical point as well because um, the Cardinals were leading at halftime. They were leading 10-7. And I think this was an opportunity for them to go maybe 13-7. would have made the um, uh, uh, difference in the game. So uh, kudos to the special teams. Special teams, advantage Seahawks in this one. Defense, advantage Seahawks in this one. And I'm going to give the advantage to the offense, to the Seahawks in this one, but really it's because the Cardinals weren't playing a, a different defense. They were playing the Seahawks defense, who's good. Um, so takeaways, it's, it's mainly Geno. Geno is the only guy that I have an issue with this. And then DK, maybe, some, maybe it's some maturity stuff that will come. Um, and uh, so Shane Waldron. This is where you can earn your future head coaching job by learning how to navigate this. But I am, even though the, the Seahawks lost last week, I was I was encouraged by what I saw because I am always in the post Legion of Boom era worried about the defense and the scheme that they have. So to see them coming together, it's just a matter of time before the offense comes together, and that's where you're going to see the real potential of this team when both of them are clicking at the same time. And uh, I'm, I, I'm excited to see that. So it's a matter of can you do it in time? Can you get Gina right in time? Can you get DK right in time? And if you do, uh, I mean, the sky's the limit for this team, in my opinion. I mean, Niners, Eagles, Cowboys, they look good. Lions got blown out today. Um, but Eagles lost to the Jets last week. Browns uh, beat the, the Niners. Uh, Cowboys, as uh, Naif and Oh, I know, are always liable to, you know, they look great in some games, but some games they, you know, look pretty bad. And you know, if you're if you're a team like uh, Seattle that, that that has a good defense and good defensive backs, maybe you can rattle some of these uh, quarterbacks like Purdy and Prescott. And um, we'll see about Jalen Hurts. He's he he's a little bit of a different animal. That guy is. I, I I would fear the Eagles the most. If I if there is one loss that I could kind of chalk up to the rest of the year for sure, I would say it's probably uh, the Eagles because they uh, they just look good. Uh, they beat the the Dolphins today pretty handily. So that'll do it for the reaction show. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, I really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, go ahead and subscribe, like, comment, do all that good stuff. And um, you know, if you can link us back to. Uh, your page or if you if you enjoy it, whatever um would you know would be greatly appreciated if you're listening on a podcast platform like spotify apple Podcasts, um amazon exo player samsung podcast I'm trying to remember the ones that i see uh follow us give us a uh, a strong rating five stars if it's out of five ten stars if it's out of ten and we're on twitter uh there's some cool stuff that we post on twitter and instagram and tiktok that uh, doesn't make these uh platforms uh, so join us on there as well, but until next time, have a fantastic day, football fans.